Hello, I'm Scott Millis, senior pastor here at Living Word Family Church, and I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today, and we hope that today's message encourages you and equips you in your walk with Christ. Here's today's message. Hey, folks. Welcome to Wednesday night. Glad to be back. It's been a, a two weeks since we last were had a broadcast, but uh, tonight my producer and director is back for this week. And uh, so anyway, I want to talk to you tonight. Uh, today, uh, before I get started with the message, I just want to talk to you about uh, Gary Bauck and, and Diane Armstrong. Uh, they had Diane Armstrong's service today, and, uh, and she passed. But uh, her and Gary's, uh, Gary will be on Friday here at the church. And uh, I just want to say they went home. <laughs> We're passing through this life. Heaven is a real place. They're, that's where they're at today. Now, we don't always have the answers we want here. Sometimes we prayed and prayed for Gary and Diana, and yet we didn't see the result that we wanted. But we have to trust God right in the middle of that and uh, to know that they're today, this day, they're in heaven with Jesus. And that's the ultimate goal, isn't it? And Paul said, our citizenship, I'll just want to minister a few things. Our citizenship is in heaven. Hallelujah. And to, he said to live is, uh, is Christ and to die is gain. Now, Paul knew something about that because he had been caught up into the third heaven and, and he knew what heaven was like. And if he said to die is gain, he really knew something. Uh, one man said, if we know uh, as much about heaven as God does, we would clap our hands every time a, a Christian dies. In other words, they're on their way home. But uh, where do we go from here? We continue on. Monday night at prayer meeting, I'm uh, talking about, I thought about a few things. And, you know, uh, when John, John the Baptist, who was uh, a relative, a cousin of Jesus, and, and also in the ministry, and I'm sure a close uh, friend, uh, was beheaded, it said Jesus, he could have gotten mad, he could have gotten depressed, he could have gotten discouraged. He didn't do any of that. He went and spent time with the Father because it said he went to a place by himself. Well, you know he's always praying when he goes to a place by himself. So then it said he was, when he saw the multitude after that, he was moved with compassion and healed their sick, continued on casting out devils, preaching the gospel, the kingdom of heaven. So that's what we started on Monday night. I mean, we just said, hey, we're going to praise God right in the midst of sorrow and tragedy and heartache and trust God. And that's what we do, friends. That's what we do. None of us are going to escape this, uh, this people, uh, earth, without, uh, uh, alive unless Jesus returns. So we have to be ready to go, and we need to continue on when something happens. Tonight, I want to talk to you about, uh, speaking of prayer, that's what I'm going to talk to you a little bit about tonight, is uh, the greatest untapped power of all creation is prayer. And that's the title of it, Untapped Power. And the night I'm going to do next week's too on on the same thing. But Lord, teach us to pray. That's what the, the disciples said. You know, we uh, man worships and admires power, don't they? Uh, I mean, you look around. I mean, the, the people of the world, the politicians and the rich people, uh, what do they want? They want power. They're not satisfied with the money and stuff. But prayer is much much talked about and discussed, but at least the least used power available to mankind. The primitive man, uh, his power was brute strength. Brute strength. 
Today, we have energy, we have oil and gas, and we have gold and silver and all kinds of minerals, and there's not a shortage. I mean, this is just a lie of our politicians and the governments many times. They want to, oh, we're running out. No, we're not running out. God made it that we'd always have provision. Amen? And it's, but prayer is the most untapped power, the greatest. In Luke 18, 1, Jesus said this, men ought always to pray and not give up and lose heart. How many of you know men and women, right? Just that's when he said men. That's everybody should learn to pray. Everybody should have prayer. And we shouldn't pray according to just our feelings because a lot of times our feelings aren't along the line of what God, <laughs> the will of God. Amen? And we have to be careful because we have to find out what the word says. But prayer encourages steadfastness and guards against uh, disheartened and depression and, and uh, till he returns. That's what scripture says. Jesus was our example, was he not? That's where we're gonna start. The secret to Jesus' success in ministry was a lifestyle of prayer, intimate relationship with the Father and the Holy Spirit. Hey, you know, of all the things that, that, that the disciples saw Jesus do, they saw him, uh, the Bible records only one thing they asked him to teach them and that was how to pray. Luke 11.1, 1. they said, Lord, teach us to pray. And then he went on and prayed what they call the Lord's Prayer. But he, they wanted to know how to pray because why? They had saw him do miracles. They had saw him cast out devils. They had saw him raise the dead. They had saw him uh, heal the sick. And, and yet they knew his power was coming from something far greater than what he was doing or what he was uh, uh, in himself and so they would catch him they would see him go off they said teach us to pray saw him pray uh, more than anything else you know uh, in mark 135 through 42 which I'm going to read right now is an example of how Jesus lived his life now in the morning having risen a long while before daylight he was up early <laughs> he went and out went out and departed to a solitary place and there he prayed got up early in the morning got ready before his day even began his ministry day began he was out praying in a solitary place don't you know and simon it says and simon and those who were with him searched for him they were looking for him and when he found him they said to him everyone is looking for you but he said let's go into the next towns that I might preach there also, because for this purpose I came, to, came forth, have come forth. And he was preaching in the synagogues throughout all Galilee and casting out demons. Now they're looking for him. He's out praying. They know that. They find him. They said, uh, come on, they're looking for you. And he says, hey, I've got my orders for today. <laughs> I got my marching orders. We're going to another town. We're going to other towns. I'm going to preach. Then it goes on to say, now a leopard came to him, imploring him kneeling down to him and saying to him, if you're willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus moved with compassion, stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I am willing, be cleansed. As soon as he had spoken immediately, the lep leprosy left him and he was cleansed. Listen, my friends, why do you think Jesus went out to pray? He needed power. He needed direction. He needed wisdom to do what the Father would have him to do. Now, over in 
Luke uh, chapter 6, verse 12 and 13, we find him praying, and then he chose the 12. Then he taught and healed and cast out devils, and it said power went out. This is, what, this is the pattern of Jesus. Jesus would be up praying <laughs> as the disciples slept. That was what he was doing. <laughs> Where's the master, they said. Let's go, and he'd say, let's go to another place. He'd spend hours praying and a few seconds or minutes casting out devils or healing the sick or raising the dead. And he, so we know that that's a, that's a key to his success. And I read where hours with God makes minutes with men effective. You want to be effective with men? You want to be able to say the right thing at the right time? You have to pray. You have to be prayed up. The old saying is, be prayed up before you go somewhere to do something, before you witness, before you preach, before you share anything. Amen? That's what we're to be. Martin Luther said, when I have a lot to do in a day, I spend more time in prayer because more work is done by prayer than by work itself. So we need to pray. We need to get the Father's direction. How many of you know we can overlook opportunities that God wants us to, to, to go for if we don't pray? We're to be led uh, by the Holy Spirit. To lead. He's going to lead and guide us and direct us and show us things to come. But the disciples saw these things, and what did they say? Lord, teach us to pray. Now in John 15, 19, Jesus said he could do nothing. How many of you know <laughs> without the Father? You know, we're, we really can't do anything worthwhile without the power of the Father and the Holy Ghost in our life. Amen. He said, most assuredly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself, but whatever he sees the Father do, for whatever he does, the Son does in like manner. In other words, he, uh, he can do nothing. He says, I always do what the Father instructs me to do or tells me to do or I see him to do. do. Amen? Amen. So that should be our goal. That should be our goal. What do we do? We've lost loved ones, and this has been a year and a half or so of losing a lot of people we love. But what do we do? We get up and we march forward in Jesus' name, and we learn to pray. We, Lord, what would you have me to do? Now, uh, I, I wrote this a little bit, more or less of what Jesus was saying here. I have spent time with the Father this morning. I have already had my whole day worked out. You ever have your whole day worked out and then you go do it? Boy, that's something. Because I have fellowship with the one who, who made days or makes days. My father has already healed the people I'm touching. Then it goes on to say, their healing is a result of my knowing what my father is doing. I'm just manifesting it. Hallelujah. I go to the father first. I see what he's already done, his will, and then I do it. Wow. God shows you what to do when you uh, spend time with him. Amen? He shows you things. That's what it says. When the Holy Spirit has come, well, when he's come, he'll lead and guide you into all truth, show you things to come. He'll show you what you need to be doing. He'll show you where to go. He'll give you directions during the day. And prayer is always coming into union with God's mind and will. Amen? Amen. We have the word and we have prayer have the word and prayer. You know, Brother Hagin was known uh, as much to uh, preach on and teach on prayer as he was faith. So he was a man of prayer. Amen. Uh, Jesus wants, op uh, wants us, I'm kind of moving along kind of quick here, but wants us to operate as he did. You know that? Hallelujah. Much time in communion and love with the Father. We can do what Jesus instructs us to do. 
Jesus prayed that we would follow his example. Over in John 17, the high priest of prayer, he's been praying for his, uh, his disciples. He prayed that they would be one and, and as the Father and he were one. But he also prays for all believers. You know, he prayed for the ones that he had, uh, the, the, the ones that had followed him during his ministry on earth. But in any, he prayed, and in John uh, 17, verse 20, I do not pray for these alone, in other words, the ones that have been with me, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. And well, well what are we believing in today? Why, how did we get saved? Well, somebody wrote this word when we had to hear it, right? So that's still valid today that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they may also be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me and the glory which you gave me have given them, me, I have given them, that they may be one just as we are one. Hallelujah. He's praying that we would be one with the Father and himself in Jesus' name, amen? How do we do that? How did Jesus have that relationship? He had that relationship through prayer and communion with the Holy Father. Amen? Amen. There again, back in essence, he made, uh, make my disciples one the way you and I are one. Amen? That's why the disciples said, Lord, teach us to pray. The disciples had truly learned the secret of Jesus' ministry. Why? Because we see them moving on after that. They, that, that continued. That ministry continued after that. It didn't stop with Jesus. It started with him, but it didn't stop. It's still continuing today, my friends. Over in Acts chapter 1, 14, all continued, it said, in one accord in prayer and supplication, waiting and watching for the Holy Spirit. Amen? He told them to wait in the upper room. Wait till you be empowered, endued with power from on high. They were waiting. How? What were they doing? They weren't just, uh, uh, you know, reading other things, doing other things, just biding their time. Well, I wonder when he's going to come. No, Lord, we're looking forward to that time. Holy Spirit is coming. We're going to be filled. I, they didn't know all the things about it, but they've kept praying and were in one accord in that place. Amen? Amen. Amen. And they were praying. And then in Acts, you know this, this passage of Scripture, Acts 2, 1 through 4. In fact, let me just read it again because... This is what the results of when you pray in unity. How many of you know we need to pray in unity at all times? That's, if you haven't been coming to prayer meeting, don't know how to pray, don't want, uh, you know, just tell yourself, I need to go learn how to pray or I need to go be a part of what's happening. Now it says in Acts chapter two uh, and verse one, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Listen, if you're gonna be in one accord with the other believers, you need to be praying. Because it's very difficult because everybody has an opinion. <laughs> and they're highly thought of by themselves, I always say. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled, <laughs> filled with the what? Holy Spirit. And began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that powerful? They were praying and waiting. Now, we go on over to Acts uh, chapter 2, uh, finishing chapter 2. Peter, we find Peter with the first message after the, the day of Pentecost. And he's preaching the message that Joel and, and what Joel had prophesied. 
uh, years before in Acts chapter 2, verse 17, and it says, And it came to pass in those last days that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, you, your young men shall see visions, your old men shall dream dreams. I'm, thank, I'm thankful he didn't leave us out, young and old. Amen? <laughs> and on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in heaven and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's our job, is get people calling on the name of the Lord. Amen? Amen. So he preached that message, and it said 3,000 were added to the church that very day. He preached the message of repentance. He preached the message of the kingdom of heaven had come. But now what happens? Here's the vital church as it's growing in Acts 2.40. And with many other words, he testified and exhorted them, saying, Be saved from this perverse uh, generation. Then those who were gladly received his word were baptized. And that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. And then what they do? Then they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in breaking of bread, and in prayers. They continued to pray. They knew that the secret to the success of the kingdom and the ministry that they were bringing forth was in prayer. They needed to get the direction of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. Now we find over in Acts chapter 4, uh, Pam, if you didn't hear her message on Sunday, you need to go listen to it. It's a great message on chapter 3 and 4, one of my favorite passages of Scripture. Peter and John raised a lame man at the gate beautiful who had been paralyzed all his life. They raised him up, and then they were, they were incarcerated and, and uh, interrogated, and they told him not to speak in that name again. <laughs> and they were amazed that these people, these two men, had been with Jesus. They could tell. Why? Because there was power in what they did. Amen? But in Acts chapter 4, we see they go back, uh, they get released, and they go back immediately to their own companions. Now, I'm going to tag on to what she did because it's right here in the Scripture. I'm, it's all free to read for anybody at once. Amen? But it says, being let go, they went to their own companions, reported all the chief priests and elders had said to them. So when they heard that, they raised their voices to God with one accord. See, they are in one accord again. Now, Lord, you are God. We need to know in the face of all trouble that comes our way, we need to call upon the Lord, your God. <laughs> greater than the enemy, greater than our problems, greater than the fears we go through. Amen? Amen. So, Lord, you are God who made heaven and earth and in the sea and all that is in them, who by the mouth of your servant David have said, why do the nations rage? This was from... This was uh, spoken of in, in, uh, in Psalm chapter 2. You know, this is nothing new. Why are the nations raging? It's nothing new under the sun. And the people plot vain things. The kings of the earth took their stand, and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For truly against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, were gathered together. Do whatever your hand and your purpose determines to be before to be done. Now, they're praying. They're getting ready to pray. They're not, they're not complaining. They're not belly aching. They're not doing anything else. Here's what they said. Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word. How many of you know that would be a great thing to have to all of us be able to speak the word of God with boldness? Amen. 
by stretching out your hand to heal, hallelujah, and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. <laughs> your holy servant, Jesus. Wow. And when they had prayed, this is what they're doing. That's what they prayed. The place where they were assembled together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Again, again, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. Amen. Amen. This is where the power comes from, my friends. This is where the power comes from, is in prayer. We're praying to the Father, and we're praying according to his, his will. His work, you know. They weren't saying, oh God, what are we gonna do? Wringing their hands and, and, and crying out, we don't know what we're gonna do, they're, they're threatening us. No! <laughs> fill your disciples, fill us with your power and your boldness, and we might speak the word of God, amen? And when they did, there was signs following and wonders following. Amen. That's what the Great Commission talks about. Go into all the world, preach the gospel, and these signs shall follow those that believe. Amen. There'd be signs following us, demonstrations of the God's power. That's why we want to preach the gospel. Then we find in Acts chapter 6, uh, verses 3 and 4, they, they were, the, the apostles, they were so busy that uh, with feeding the, the widows and doing all the, the work around the, the, whatever the church was that considered that time. And, and it said, they asked to be appointed seven men of good report. I always like this scripture. Seven men of good report and full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom. I mean, you know, some people are filled with the Holy Spirit and don't have a lot of liquor wisdom. We don't want to be like that. We want to have wisdom too, amen? Godly wisdom. And, but they appointed men so they could give themselves continually to prayer and the ministry. How many of you know, that's what we're supposed to be doing. Without him, we can do nothing. With him, we can do all things. Amen? Amen. Now in John 14, 12, it says, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. How are we gonna do that without praying? Oh, I go to church. I hear a good message. I listen to all these other preachers and pray. I'm on TV. I, I, I watch gospel messages and I do that. Do you pray? Do you ask the Lord to fill you with the power of the Holy Ghost that you can lay hands on the sick? You can cast out a devil? Oh, that's just for the ministers. No, we're all ministers of reconciliation. We all have that responsibility and we're gonna be, uh, 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 when we get to heaven, we're gonna be uh, rewarded accordingly. Amen? So get the heart of God, get the presence of the Father in your life, get to praying, and it says in John, 1 John 4, 17, as he is, so are we in this world. Let's be like Jesus. But Jesus had, had to have the, uh, the, the will of the Father. He had to have the heart of the Father to do what he did. We do likewise. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day. We just thank you for, Lord, that you're always with us. We thank you for the, the hope that's beyond the scope of human reality. That's Jesus Christ. And we don't grieve like those that have no hope. We pray for the families of, of Gary and, and uh, Diana. Lord, and we just prayed out of this that others would come to know you, that the message of the gospel would be heard and preached and, and received in Jesus' name. And we just give you praise, Lord, that you'll help us to pray just like the disciples. Lord, teach us to pray, but also help us to pray. And we give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Good to be with you. Have a blessed night. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, Make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you enjoyed today's message, consider sharing it with a friend. 
For more content and information about Living Word, check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. And remember to live the gospel and preach the gospel.